0: Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the show. It's Tuesday. We're going to talk NASCAR with Rod Mullins who uh is going to be in Bristol this weekend for the dirt track race and in fact uh, Rod uh, maybe we'll start there. You were you were at the the Bristol Motor Speedway this past weekend for another dirt track race, just kind of getting your feet wet, your feet dirty, maybe is a better way to put it. Yeah. Um <laughs> tell us tell us what you were you, you were there for and how things went this weekend, this past weekend.
1: Well, they had the first ever uh, Bristol Motor Speedway Dirt Nationals. And what they did was they brought in two groups of, um, of um, well, two groups of uh, sanctioning bodies is what they pulled together. And they brought uh, drivers from all around, even, you know, locally and then also from around uh, places, um, gosh, even Rockbridge bridge baths, Virginia. I think I made note of that in the, uh, in the report. Also, we had, uh, Buena Vista also recognized in there as well. And I had to get that right because I, I know how the, the people are there in Buena Vista. So you don't say Buena Vista. No, no, you don't you do not say that. So <laughs> I, I learned a long time ago. It's Buena Vista. So, yes, yeah. So as we go on and talk a little bit about it, it was more of so a, um, I guess a test of the surface. I think these guys were racing, you know, it wasn't, uh, for some of us, it might be a big check, $5,000, uh, $325 to start the race and to be able to participate. And if you made it through and so forth, yeah, you probably got some kind of prize money out of it, but the big winner got $5,000. And, you know, we had a Canadian, a uh, native Canadian and Ricky Weiss. He won that uh, won that one race. And then we had the other driver that won the race uh, there. And, you know, I think what was amazing about the whole thing was it just told me how well the track held up. Uh, you know, I hope that it's uh, in this good of shape by the time we get to Bristol this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for, for the racing action that's going to be there. But this uh, Dirt Nationals, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, thing it was a showcase sort of thing of some of these drivers that are really wanting to make a name maybe on the uh, on the bigger circuit, so to speak, when they could get out there and maybe race in some of the other areas. But some of these guys even race uh, with Raceway down in With County. Uh, They have raced in uh, just other places, 411 Speedway uh, down at Volunteer, which is south of Bristol uh, on 81. If you go down that direction toward Bulls Gap, Tennessee, they've raced there before. And a lot of these drivers have experience, but this was their first experience on the high banks of Bristol with all the dirt. And, you know, they they loved it. I think there was not a soul that was disappointed with anything out of the racing and the way that the surface had been taken care of. But now we get the big boys in there that don't run on dirt every week and, uh, run on dirt. And we're going to find out, does it meet their specifications this time around? And, um, I, I don't know, I, I really don't know how it's going to be at this point. You know, I know that they raced Richmond this past weekend. We saw Kyle Larson, win that race, Kyle Larson's always good on dirt. But last year we thought somebody was going to end up winning the race. Tyler Reddick was going to end up winning the race. He gets knocked out of it at the end of it. And Kyle Busch goes across for the finish right there at the, uh, at the spring race. So it's hard telling, you know, what kind of surface we're going to have. It was a little too dry last year. They wet it down. Then they got it a little bit too wet. It's all been one of these things of experimentation, try to feel your way through this. And they finally got a good surface working toward the end of that race. And I'm hoping they'll
0: they'll be able to do the same thing this coming weekend. So we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. The NASCAR right. series was in Richmond this past weekend. So the beginning of the Virginia swing here in the spring and, um, you know, it, Hey, it didn't come down to overtime. I was, I uh, had a couple of friends with me. Uh, we had been watching the women's basketball national championship game. When that ended, we turned on the the end of the NASCAR race, last uh, 30, 40 laps of NASCAR race and had to explain that. Yeah. Most of these races this year have been going to overtime. So don't get too excited. If, if a guy's in the lead right now, right. uh, you just don't know what's going to happen. But as it turns out, there was a late restart, Kyle Larson got the good run out of the the late restart. And once again, Hendrick, Uh, looking good. Yeah, Hendrick's looking good, and you know, they
1: looked even better after last Wednesday when they had the hearing, and the uh, motorsports group got together and said, let's repeal the fines, and let's repeal the points, Uh, anything about that, but let's turn around and we'll go ahead and we'll find the crew chiefs out of it. Uh, The motorsports group that uh, does this sanctioning body sort of thing when it comes to uh, the rules and regulations of NASCAR did not feel that there was any kind of major uh, infraction out of this whole thing, not the way that NASCAR saw it. And then they turned around and they uh, find the crew chiefs. I think they're still going to end up with a four uh, race suspension, so they'll be suspended this coming weekend as well. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people that started this whole thing of you know conspiracy theories with NASCAR and stuff, and they said, "Oh, that was just the big catalyst to put them back into the winner's circle this past weekend, and so forth." And then somebody brought it up last night, and and I don't know if it was one of these things of. Uh, clickbait. And that's one thing I really want to talk to some fans that's listening out there. There's a couple of websites that's online right now that are nothing more than a bunch of clickbait uh, sort of things for people to go. And they see a rumor on there about somebody's temper flaring or somebody going and saying they met so-and-so in the garage area and they make it sound like it was a big ado that they had a big knockdown drag out fight Uh, these guys are posting these articles. I don't even know if they've even been to the track. I've not seen them in the media center for that much. Uh, they may be as far as I know, sitting somewhere in an office. I won't mention where it could be yet, but they're putting together these things from old reports and other stories that are out there. And they're trying to entice people in to visit their website Guys, I'm just going to tell you right off, uh, you know, we're not going to try to steer you wrong here whatsoever in what we're trying to tell you. But uh, be careful of it because there were a lot of things that happened this past weekend that um, a lot of the media hasn't really talked about. And that one thing was uh, the Hendrick deal. Some people talked about that and the conspiracy theory. And they thought, well, I guess NASCAR, uh, Hendrick has NASCAR in their back pocket. And I know I talked to one gentleman yesterday at length about it, he says, you know, he's never been a fan of of Hendrick Motorsports, you know, and all the wins and the championships and so forth, because he's always said that there's been some kind of cheating going on. But I think you and I have said this before, Chris, everybody has cheated at one point or another in the sport. And some of them have got by with it. Some of them have not. Now, whatever the case may have been with these louvers on the hood and so forth, um, you know, the national that motorsports uh group that got together to uh rescind these penalties they definitely didn't find that there was a big uh, big deal about it except to uh go ahead and knock the crew chiefs out of four races but kyle larson took advantage of it uh that late restart uh, 30 years old he outdueled his uh, hendrick motorsports teammate which i was telling you the more that this guy gets some experience the more he's going to start showing out and what he did was finish second in a race that you know hey this is only like what his third race i guess overall since he's been in it uh they had a uh, another guy sub for him down at circuit of the americas but i think it's his third race altogether and here he is and he finishes second josh Berry driving the chase elliott's car the number nine Hendrick chevy he finished runner-up best one-two finish for Hendrick in quite a while and then ross chastain we had christopher bell and kevin harvick rounding out the top five but not before a lot of controversy in this race and starting it out probably and i'll kind of lead you into this the way to go jj yaley really getting all over uh denny hamlin about some things
0: yeah well you know and, and i was still i was still kind of on the story of the just to, to one, one of the question about the the, the conspiracy theory with hendrick oh yeah okay uh, just uh, my you know what what my understanding is nascar is frustrated with that sanctioning body nascar you know it, so if anybody wants to say nascar overturned this i mean nascar wanted to punish hendrick moore right and the sanctioning body said no and and nascar's a little frustrated that they that the, the, the you know the, the organization feels like Hey, these these rules were in place. We were just following the rules we put in place, and now we're told we can't enforce our own rules. Right. So I don't think there's anything. You know, it's it's just that an independent third party arbiter said. You know, now they didn't. They, they, certainly, they left those crew chiefs hanging uh, hanging out there to dry. So yeah. it wasn't a you know it wasn't a total vindication, but. Uh, uh yeah I think NASCAR is just as frustrated at this as is a lot of fans who are criticizing NASCAR yeah and, and you
1: know it's not just with the Hendrick deal too I mean this is talking about all around you're letting drivers go around and that's leading up to the thing I was going to talk about with about Denny Hamlin and so forth there's all this talk out there of let her you know let her go boys go out there and and race and do all this stuff and then you know, you have Ross Chastain at Martinsville. Well, what did they do? They end up taking away the, the move that made him a, well, put him in the playoffs is what it did. And, you know, I really didn't see anything wrong with that move. I mean, yeah, it's a video game move, and some people might have thought, well, it's a little bit unsafe, but daggone, he was the one that had the smarts to use that and pull that play off and pull it off to where that he could go and get into the playoffs, and you've got all these people saying there's so many of these conspiracy theories going on inside the sport, and And, you know, right now, you know, I'm not around it all that much week in and week out like some of the other uh, people that cover the media and so forth for NASCAR. But when I get to Bristol, you'll start hearing the rumors about things as to what's going on and what they think is happening and so forth. And, you know, right now, I think the big thing is uh, the Denny Hamlin-Ross Chastain thing has kind of uh, died down just a little bit, but Ross Chastain having trouble with his own teammate now in uh, Daniel Suarez they had some words at the last race and I don't think that the tension has been solved or the problem has been solved between these two and then you had Denny Hamlin who um, pretty much took J.J. Yaley out on a uh, there on a uh, forced the caution and everything and Yaley got knocked out of the race and you know he was pretty he was pretty pretty strong in what he said about uh, Denny Hamlin. He was just talking about it's awful hypocritical that he gets out there and he talks about these things of drivers not respecting other people, and then what does he do? Goes right ahead and he rams him and knocks him out of the race and, and all. And and I think they're going to have to come to some kind of I don't know. It may even it, this may be a little bit too grandiose almost in a way, but they're going to have to have some kind of summit they're going to have to do something where they're going to have to come to some kind of conclusion as to how they're going to race. Because if we get to Chicago and this is all out racing in Chicago and we see people being slammed to the retaining walls and so forth, well, it's going to be a great show for the fans up in Chicago, but are the drivers going to be happy? No, the drivers are not going to be happy out of this because it kind of makes them look, um, how can I say foolish, maybe on the national stage if they can't go and get their car or keep their car in a race per se. Um, it's all going to be very interesting. What's going to happen here. And I, I'm like you and in some ways there's this hovering of a conspiracy theory, but you know, I don't know yet. I
0: don't know. I can't really put my finger on it just yet. If that's what we're dealing with right here. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm of a different mind than one thing. I, I am one who's long advocated for we need more, um, guys angry at each other let's just say it yeah. that way i think yeah. it's good you know and, and because that means they're racing hard and also you know i think nascar kind of taking a little bit of that fun out of the sport i mean yes mm-hmm. you, you on the air on the side of safety but guys competing for spots um you know we talked you talked about the cheating earlier i don't know if if pushing yourself to the line yeah. <laughs> is what a lot of teams do if right. you're not doing that you're probably not your 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 crew, your your team, your garage is not doing what it needs to do. You gotta push as much as you can push right to the letter of the law. Mm-hmm. You know, and the problem then is okay, what if I dip a toe over? What if I dip two toes over? I mean, and then as far as the guys on the track, you know, yeah, you gotta it's 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 not it's not croquet. They gotta go out there. It's yeah, this this isn't the tennis, this isn't tennis at the country club. They gotta go out there and 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 work hard. Well, this is, and you know, I kind of compare it to another
1: thing too. Um, You know what a kleptomaniac is, okay? One person walks in a store, okay? They go and they lift something, which is probably a very light, very small thing at first, and then they do that maybe two or three times, and then they decide, okay, I'm going to move to a little bit more of a more challenging tasks so to speak and then they go and they pull that off and then that's when they start really being able to think I'm going to go for the big thing before it's over with I think some of these teams have probably done that I think they have maybe fudged on some things here and they said NASCAR didn't catch it now to me that goes back to last year and the Bruja that happened over the tape the tape down there at the bottom of the spoiler Why did they make such a big deal over that piece of tape down there at the bottom when it was obviously a very minor thing? It could have been something that could have been addressed in the garage area, not been publicized, you know, the fines and so forth. Somebody back at the shop, it made them look like they weren't doing their job. That's what it made them look like. And maybe they did do the job the right way, but maybe there was just a little bit of an overhang on that tape that, they didn't catch, or maybe they weren't used to. They weren't maybe sure about the rules, so to speak. And they had done it before in the past, but then just that weekend, somebody goes and catches them and says, hey, this could affect the air on the car down here at the at the spoiler and everything. So we're going to find you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm kind of like, I hate to be sounding like almost like a teacher, but you're kind of going back to this thing of, you almost like want to go in this three strikes, you're out sort of thing. You want to give them enough of a chance to kind of right the wrong. And then if they still haven't learned their lesson and they still want to, like you said, dip one toe in, dip two more toes in and see how far they can go with it. Then on the third time they get caught, Yeah, punish them with some points, take some points away from them, take some points away from the driver and the team. But, you know, in one way, I don't want to say punish the crew chief out of it, but still, they're just as much a part of the team as everybody else in there. So I think NASCAR is being, I think, sometimes a little bit too firm in some of these rules and some of these things that are going on. It's not the way that it used to be. And, you know, Jeff Gordon told this story and so did Ray Everham. You had to know Dick Beatty back in the day. Dick Beatty was a kind of um, rotund guy. He, he meant business, though. He was one of the old order in NASCAR. They came through there, and they'd do a little test with a template, and they'd put it up against there while a car was in the garage. And he'd look at him and say, all right. Go get your file. Go file that off here and stuff. And he says, and then we'll we'll run it back through inspection and see if it if it's okay. If it if it doesn't work this time around, we'll we'll shave a little bit more off of it's what we'll do. And that went on, you know, quite constantly. But now Ray Evernham admitted it one time they did they cheated right under the nose of NASCAR, right under Dick Beatty's nose, and some of these other um, you know officials that are out there, and they were let by with it. They, nothing was said about it so I think it depends on who is going to be the official who's wanting to go and serve notice on somebody maybe for the week who's wanting to get back at somebody for something that may have been I don't know something that may have been said you know look at this whole thing that's uh, blown up now over the uh, the Iowa and the uh, the Iowa game and uh, and of course uh, trying to LSU LSU team yeah over this whole thing of the face Uh that has just blown me away and I first I you know that didn't bother me at first and then the LSU player who goes and she holds up her hand but she's pointing toward the middle finger that's what she's pointing for now there was nothing wrong with that, in my opinion, because she didn't display the bird. That's just plain and simple. Oh, out of I here.
0: think she was pointing to her ring finger. She that may have been was going to win a ring, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But some people got the impression, like I did, okay, maybe she's pointing at this finger is what she's trying to do. And she may have been pointing at this finger. I'd have to go back and look at it. But you know, at first, there were a lot of people that were very upset over it, and they said, you know, hey, both of them need to be punished. And I'm like, <clears throat> okay, why do both need to be punished? Then I saw her the Iowa girl Caitlin have Clark, her yeah. hand up the same way and stuff and I'm like hey now I can't really say that it was one of these things just isolated for the LSU player this was happening between both of them yeah and to me it was more <clears throat> gesture jawing to a certain degree more so than it was uh running your mouth out on the court
0: yeah yeah and it's It's it helps sell tickets. I mean, you know, I just wrote. I literally just finished writing a column about the Caitlin Clark Angel Reese thing uh, in that championship game. The fact that people are talking about women's basketball means it's relevant. That's a good thing, you know. And you know, yeah, you don't want to get out of control. And I think NASCAR, you know, they definitely need to get some guys in the trailer. They need to have a meeting. Uh, Calm down, fellas. Don't be out there wrecking each other. But uh, we Mm -hmm. want you to race hard. We want Mm -hmm. you to you know do what you got to do. And the teams too. Yeah, you know. and, And I think. I think in the end, NASCAR got it right with uh, uh, not not NASCAR, the sanctioning body got it right by pulling back those those it's po- the points that were taken away and everything else for a first offense. It seems like that was way over line as far as that goes, but they they got to get it in line. You can't let people get away with cheating. So right. you know the, the leaving the, the the sanctioning body leaving the crew chief uh, suspensions in there. Is enough to say, look, okay, we're doing something about it, but we're not going all we're not going all out. But we can go all out if we have to,
1: right? And your crew chief needs to know, and they have to know, and they they should know everything that goes on with that car. If something has to be changed, something has to be moved. You know, they have to take something out and replace it back again. They should be on top of things. So if something was replaced and then the crew chief says, "I didn't know anything about it first. I'd heard about it." Then he's in the wrong, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. You need to know everything that changes on that car because you're not much of
0: a crew chief. You're if not you don't know yeah.
1: exactly right, and so you know you have these situations happen. And I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, little bit of the talk about the frustration with some of these teams. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. had a awful uh, ending to his day, and so forth. They gambled, and you know there was a, a tirade on the radio uh between Truex and his crew chief and between the team and so forth. This just doesn't affect the drivers, so to speak, against each other, but this affects the crews as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the next time if we see a big fight and a big fight happens, it's not only going to be just between the drivers, it's going to be the crews getting involved as well. Because to them, that's their driver. To the driver, that's his crew that's put him where he's supposed to be at, or put him in that position to do that kind of performance or get there in the, in the standings. And so we're seeing a bunch of things and, you know, you're talking about the girls basketball or women's basketball sort of thing here with the LSU and the Iowa game Uh, more than anything else. I think NASCAR probably is deserving of another shot in the arm, much like what happened that year, the winter and so forth. And, it brought NASCAR to, uh, right to the forefront of everybody's, you know, televisions watching it on TV. When Donnie Allison and Bobby Allison got into it, they're on the backstretch, uh, backstretch at Daytona with Cale Yarborough. They're going to need a fight like that. And NASCAR is going to have to, I guess, allow them to kind of publicize it a little bit more. And Fox seems to be the one that's really going to jump for it. They're going to be the ones that put the camera down there and, you know, I don't want to see something happen to somebody like a Jamie Little or, a, or a, a Regan Smith down there in the pits where they get caught up in the middle of it. Uh, Jamie Little got caught up in the middle of one of those fights here several years ago. She got roughed up uh, a lot out of it. Didn't come out hurt or anything, but just roughed up because the whole group just converged on her. And she was interviewing, and then, boom, they went. You see her kind of like up with a hand and a microphone, and she goes under in this pile, and you have no idea how she's come out of it. So I don't know. It's, it's going to take one of those, I think, to kind of put NASCAR back again to the forefront of some of the conversation. It's already been the, the, the topic of conversation so far this year. Um, ratings are doing a little bit better than what they were uh, last year. Um, Coda did pretty good uh, looking at it from one standpoint, but you're still kind of lagging in some places uh, they're still doing better than the XFL.
0: Let's just put it that way when it comes to ratings. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, so before we hit record, you said with all this discord, all this, all this disharmony going on, uh, on, on, on between drivers, between drivers and their crews, um, this weekend on the dirt in Bristol could be interesting. So take us there.
1: Well, uh, there's no other way to say it. I mean, it's it's supposed to be Easter Sunday. It's supposed yeah. to be a moment of peace and reflection and thinking about this sort of thing for ross chastain it may be one of those points of where it may be a forget about the peace. let's do a little bit of reflection and think to yourself what have you done to me lately you know all these people that have jumped on him about particular things maybe he's going to be the one that's going to go and try to you know shake the field up a little bit i think uh christopher bell made a comment he said you know uh, Ross Chastain ran there and he, you know, ran pretty good there for a while, but you know, he said, I didn't think he was going to go three wide at Richmond and he ended up going three wide. So I have to look at it. Ross Chastain takes some chances. They're crazy sometimes, but you know, you've got to be crazy to get in a race car and drive 120 miles an hour on a dirt track inside a fishbowl. And that's all you're doing. It's just going around and around and around. You've got to be a little crazy with this and you got to have some fun with it too. But some of these guys get too daggone serious about the whole thing. And it's like, well, it's against me personally. And I have to say this and and be honest about it. Um, I think sooner or later, there's going to be somebody that's going to call Denny Hamlin. Uh, not into the holler for NASCAR, but it's going to be called down there in the pits by somebody. They're going to let loose on him because um, he said too much already this year. Uh, His podcast is already uh, one of the faves on Dirty Mo Radio with uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's got one of those podcasts now. Um, He says pretty much what he wants. He's tweeting pretty much what he wants. NASCAR hasn't called him down for it or anything yet. But somebody is going to serve notice to it that they've just about had enough of him, and we're going to see how far that goes. Um, And I think you can't rule out in this race coming up this weekend, I think Hendrick's going to be strong uh, with Kyle Larson, especially fresh off this win at Richmond. And, hey, this is going to be the second race they're going to have uh, this new short track package that they're going to be able to put on the track at the short tracks because it's only – richmond bristol and then martinsville that they're going to be using this type of setup for more downforce now how does that play in with the dirt we'll just have to wait and see because the dirt depending on how well it's fixed back up and how well they get it to a point of where it's not slick but they can still get it at that dry point of where it's mashed down in there and you can see the shininess there under the lights, uh, that's going to make a world of difference because you're going to see if these cars and that downforce is really going to hold them in where they need to go. Um, it's going to be an interesting race. I can't say it any other way. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. We, we may have, uh, four or five rounds of a knockout fight in the pits afterwards. We may actually just go home and all sing Kumbaya and put our arms around each other and say, what a nice Easter race. I
0: don't know what's going to happen. Bristol's going to be that unpredictable. You're going to be there. So you'll, you'll be able to tell us one way or the other. Was it Kumbaya or were they wrestling afterwards?
1: Yeah. Kumbaya, or I'm going to kick your, and I won't go any further than that. That's one way or another. They'll be singing one of those songs. They'll be singing something. They'll be singing something. So,
0: well, for our listeners out there, Rod will be there uh, for the weekend uh, at Bristol. So he'll have the, on the scene, on the track reports, look for those on Augusta Free Press on Facebook. And then of course, next week on uh, also on the Augusta Free Press website. And then of course we'll get together and talk about it all when we come back on Monday or Tuesday. So well, Rod, be safe traveling down to Bristol, be safe getting out of Bristol, because if it's not Kumbaya, you might have to fight your way out of there. Yeah, maybe. I you know, I don't <laughs> want to see, I
1: don't want to witness a near fight between a fan and maybe a Kyle Bush, like what happened here a couple of years ago. And I'm leaving the track and I'm seeing the aftermath of it in the rear view mirrors. I'm like, what's going on back there and stuff? And Kyle Bush jumps off the golf cart and he's ready to go and lay into a fan. And so it was that frustrating of a night for him that night, I think. So, uh, having to deal with that. So, I hope nothing, <clears throat> excuse me, I hope nothing like that really happens, but still, you just got to be expecting, expect the unexpected, per se, is what the way we can put it. So,
0: well, if it does, get your phone out and film, and film it. You'll get lots of views. So.
1: Hey, I may may even open up a TikTok account. If I do that, hey, I could, I could go well on
0: it. Who knows where you'll go, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it'd be fun, even. Uh, and i'm I'm being mean when i say this but i think it'd be fun to see maybe some of the uh driver's wives get into it or something we could have a uh you know nascar drive or nascar wives of charlotte or something like that where we could put together a
0: that'd be another great show for nascar to be why able to promote out a, there it, yeah. as soon as you said the words i'm thinking why don't we have that already on like e E-T- to or something like that right yeah, i mean yeah but
1: i mean <laughs> we're seeing this we're seeing this stuff with uh, you know, the housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever it may be. And I'm like, hey, you know, that's not a bad idea. You the know, real wives of NASCAR.
0: Oh I'd my God! I'd yeah. like to
1: see Delana Harvick maybe go a couple of rounds with uh Kyle Bush's wife or somebody that's been very outspoken in the past. And you know, hey, if if Kerb Bush has gotten a hold of a girlfriend before, like he did, that was supposedly This military person and shoved his head into a camper and, you know, he may have had uh, concussion problems at the beginning before this race happened because, you know, supposedly he said she kind of
0: brutalized him beat him up and everything so that would be an interesting show. You know, when when that happens, uh, you, f- listeners, you heard it here first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, somebody's going to get an idea, and then I'm going to be the one that's not going to get the money
0: out of it for coming up with the
1: suggestion. So
0: I think you need to copyright real fast. That's what you we need, need to. Yeah, yeah here right. you go. There you go. Well, Rod, thanks for your time. Great talking with you as always. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks.